Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone, to Phase 2, an interview with Susan Shapiro-Barish. You're the author of Nine Phases of Marriage, How to Make It, Break It, and Keep It. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Can you explain some of the angst that that women feel with with children from a previous marriage on the husband's side, particularly if they don't have kids themselves? Did you did you look at that closely? Yeah, I do. Um, and I've actually written a lot about, you know, divorce and step you know, stepmothering in other books. So sure. I do look at it, and I look at it again here. It's very hard to be a stepmother in a culture that, you know, where you know, evil is synonymous with stepmother. It's just a very loaded role. If you don't have children of your own, obviously you're not as equipped, you're not as familiar with children, and of course it's a triangle, you, your stepchildren, and your husband. So that that makes it very difficult as well, and you know, where are his loyalties, and and why do you have to have divided loyalties? So it's very fraught, and again, all this needs to be discussed before you get married. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's, let's say you but, don't discuss it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, well, then you were really sleeping. Yeah, okay. How do you manage it, right? So, yeah. you know, well, how, how do, you, do, you, do you get counseling on it or do you try to talk it through or, you know? The, what, wife, who, the wife who does well in a second marriage with stepchildren is someone who has great generosity of spirit mm. where she sees what her stepdaughter who's, 16 and hates her because, you know, whatever your history was, maybe you it was an office affair that caused the second marriage. Maybe you met him afterward, but no one cares. You know, whatever message comes from her mother, maybe you're 10 years younger than the mother. Maybe you work and have a great career and the mother's, you know, feeling very unhappy as a stay-at-home mom trying to get back in the workplace or vice versa. You're home for some reason, you know, you're home and she works. But so there's this, you know, distinctive quality about the stepmother from the, you know, it distinguishes her from the mother. And, you know, is the daughter feeling very, very guilty or disloyal to her mother? So mm-hmm. you have to really look at all of this and yeah. really try, as I said, to be very generous of spirit and to look at the greater good, which is, you know, what works for your husband, what makes his daughter feel safest. And are mm-hmm. you up to that task? Yeah. I've interviewed women who say, you know, it was just too much for me. Yeah. yeah. It was great when we dated and terrible when I had to live with her every other weekend. You know, the stepdaughter or stepdaughters or children. So we really have to have our eyes wide open, not wide shut in these relationships. 
Let's take a look at midlife disappointment or crisis, as some would call it. Um, and your stat here, unhappiness and dissatisfaction is in marriage creeps in at some point for 70% of wives. Isn't that true for, for, for guys as well? Perhaps, but you and know... And is it the midlife crisis or the marriage crisis, midlife? It's a bit of both because we have our own... You know, that's the whole thing about marriage. It's you, it's him, and then it's the marriage. You know, it's who you are, who he is, and then what you bring together to the to the relationship, to the marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, women become very disillusioned. Um, there seems to be no more use for this husband. You've gone beyond him socially, emotionally, um, in terms of your interests. Perhaps you've just went back to the workplace and he's counting the years till retirement. So you're not in sync anymore. Children are older. They have lives of their own. You really wonder what, you know, what is there about this relationship? And then some wives are just, you know, really brokenhearted. Maybe he's had an affair. Maybe you've had an affair. Maybe you've had an affair of the mind. Maybe you don't like the way he parents the adult children. I mean, there's so, because we live a long time, and we're together and committed for so long in these relationships, we start to see unpredictable scenarios. And, you know, what you think you agreed about, you really are very different about. So that's, you know. Have you done any happiness surveys? I mean, are people, (laughs) I'm just sensing such doom and gloom. Are people happier being single, in your opinion? No, not at all. That's so ironic. (laughs) No, the... There is really the desire to be married and to be a wife across the board in this country. But what happens is that we assume that being a wife is a slam dunk. And then the disappointment comes in. I found that, and this is, well, you know, not only did I find, but the U.S. Census finds the rate of remarriage to be very significant. Uh 75% of the divorced and widowed population remarries, usually within three years. So we're talking about marriage and the role of wife as being held to a a high standard, to be of great importance. And then what happens in the marriages is that, you know, you, you grow together, you grow apart. That's how I would really... Mm-hmm. you know, say, that to conclude, to really look at what goes on. And some women are better at choreographing as they go along than others. So those are the women who usually stay. You know, I interviewed a woman who told me that her husband retired. She thought it was too early. He wanted to buy a Winnebago and, like, drive across the country. She was mortified. And then she said to herself, I'll give it a go. So that's impressive. Mm-hmm. But there are some women who would say, we've grown apart. I'm sorry. I would like to go to work every day. I have no intention of quitting my job just because, you know, you know, I just got back here 10 years ago and you've been waiting for retirement and I don't want to go around with you. And then what is that, you know, that famous phrase that was kept on quoting to me, I married you for better or for worse, but not for lunch. You know, the one where the man's retired and that's a whole new way of being together that doesn't always work for the wife. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I, I don't, I think this is a realistic study. 
I don't know that it's so gloomy. I think it's really an honest look at how women really feel. And at the end of each phase slash chapter, I offer a prescription for how to get it better and how to, Ooh, you know. That's who we should together. be talking about, prescriptions. Yeah, we should. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Okay. okay. But let's go through our doom and gloom analysis because we were. Do so you want to go? Well, I, would you like to? Well, okay. Well, let's, yeah, let's just talk. Just a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. So one okay. of the questions that I have for you at this point is, you know, do you think it's possible that you're, that, that women are, are sort of looking at marriage as a gateway to achieve some personal betterment with their own lives and, and that, in fact, that's just not how it unfolds and, therefore, there's this sense of disappointment, particularly as we move to this next chapter called Loss of Closeness and Infidelity where most women who are who cheat feel they are entitled to the affair after they're doing all they could to keep the marriage together with little in return. Could you talk about that? Well, an affair, and many women have affairs. It's not just men. And for some reason in this very puritanical society of ours, people are always just mortified and astonished about women, which I've never quite understood because, you know, are men who are married only having affairs with single women? No, of course not. And because there are over 72 million women in the workplace and many of them travel for work, they really trade in the same currency as men. And that is that, you know, you have a credit card, you can have a boy toy, you can have it, you know. What, what, what's always been sort of wink, wink, it's okay, my husband's back, it's fine by Friday night. Now, women trade in that currency. So that's one where it happens. The workplace is great fodder for affairs, even if it's a water-cool affair, you know, just an affair of the mind. I guess the litmus test would be if you are with a male colleague and you're married and he's married or not, but you are, and you've traded enough confidences and spent enough time together every day that you know your husband would be very upset and hurt, then you've crossed a line Uh without without even touching him, you know, if you're really confiding in him. So this happens all the time. It happens all the time because of work and because women are out and about in a much, you know, greater way than they were 50 years ago, 60 years ago. So if you have an affair, sometimes if a woman has an affair, in my research, the affair is often just a bridge to, it's not that you'll end up with the lover, but that it's a way to understand what you can and can't have in the marriage. Some wives actually renegotiate their marriages. They say to their husbands, look, I had this affair. I'm not getting my needs met here, but I love you. And the husbands, in a departure from the past, say, okay, I understand. I'm sorry. And, you know, let's work it out. So that, that's possible, too. This is all very modern. Mm. Contemporary approach. Not yeah. that your suggestion is having an affair can help a marriage. <laughs> no, it, 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 it chances you know, are it will not help a marriage. <laughs> well, it's it's dangerous stuff because marriage is the last vestige of church and state. It's the highest order of love. It is a serious, serious commitment. But that being said, affairs happen, and it's really a symptom of what's missing in the marriage. It's not a cure. Mm-hmm. So I think we have, you know, some women go back to school, some women get a job, some women quit their job, some women get pregnant, some women have an affair. 
you know, it's not that all of these, you know, that that you can't have a baby or change your work status without being unhappy, but sometimes this is what I found in my research happens when there's some kind of unhappiness in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but the one thing we have to remember is that women yearn to be wives. Women yearn to be remarried after they're widowed or divorced. And I think that there still is this very idealized, hopeful approach to, to the role of wife. Hmm. The, the, you know, the idea that there's this coupled society. We live in a very coupled society, and marriage is really an imprimatur. It's, hmm. it's a seal of approval. The final chapter, success mm-hmm. in the golden years. I know. Is there a chance that if you just plain hang tough, you will find some gold in the golden years? You find real gold, you know, mounds of gold, because you have really worked through, you know, companionate love. You are compatible. You've worked hard at making this relationship work. It's a mature passion. There's mature sex. There's your fortitude. The fortitude of the wife is really what gets you to the last phase of successful wifing. So, you know, you provide a safety net for each other. And, you know, if someone bought this book and actually moved right along to the end, you would see that if you can really provide security, emotional, physical, financial security, you can exchange ideas, you can work together as a team, you keep up your part of the bargain, you understand his needs as well as your own, then you're safeguarding the marriage. Then there's true satisfaction. So it's being able to know when to stay, when to cut loose, um, when to renegotiate the marriage. That's what gets you to the final two phases, eight and nine, which are very rewarding. Can you tell us more and show us what it what what this looks like and feels like when things are really clicking the right way? The women told me, and I was I was really um, moved, you know, by what they said, really touched by it, that they felt that their husbands had their back. They felt really safe and protected, and they felt very much like they had evolved themselves in order to be half of this couple. Mm-hmm. So the idea that in a really healthy love relationship, the the idea of being monogamous, committed, companionate, really succeeds, really fuels your place place on earth, you know, in this culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're all after. So you mm-hmm. have to really know yourself at the beginning when you're young and you get married, if possible, although, you know, sometimes that's tougher to do than, you know, easier said than done. Um, and to know who you're marrying, have you really looked at all the nuances? Do you really understand his character? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and if not, then get to know him, get to know yourself, you know, and see if you can really make it work. Terrific, Susan. Thanks for being on the show. And let's just take a, a quick break here. We'll be right back at, at you, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. 
Time now for another exciting episode of Ace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the <laughs> Algorithm. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 17th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 31st, 2013. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking behind the news affecting internet marketing. Bringing to light views from the voices, speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you. Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Listen to the debut episode on demand now, inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the show here. Um, Susan, let's pick up where we left off. Is there a simple rule that you could have, a barometer, if you, if you will, that you could continue to ask yourself something that would force you to, shall we say, um, act better, be better, be more mature, be more committed, be more value-driven. Is there something that you could drive us to in your conclusion that was a characteristic that you found um, amongst the women that you that you interviewed that, that would be a driver for, for the listeners and myself and all of us? Well, for the women who are inflexible as wives, and hypercritical, it it really works against getting to successful wifing and the latter phases. So if you're really not close anymore and it's been pretty 
egregious and something's happened that you just can't forgive your husband for or you will understand that the relationship has really failed. That's one thing. But to not work harder at flexibility and and not work harder at lowering your expectations, I just kept finding that to, to be the way it would work and if you don't do that, the way that it fails. But you know, children are great stressors in these marriages, and mm-hmm. that includes and that includes adult children. It really mm-hmm. does, because mm-hmm. you know the whole idea that children never grow up. Do, do you have children? I do. I have a, a son from a previous marriage who's just turning eighteen. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, i I think that um, I think that the children, and that's why the child centric phase is so important because for some couples it makes marriage better Mm -hmm. you look at each other and you say wow little johnny does this now he's you know big johnny and he does this and we are thrilled now Mm -hmm. he has children of his own and we're still in it together so Mm -hmm. sometimes you know so what what makes your marriage work well uh, i interviewed couples who said they took up the same sport i interviewed couples who said they moved to a different state and hmm. made new friends. I, I've interviewed couples who have said that they've been very surprised by what's happened to them financially, earning tons of money, losing tons of money, but they're very, very connected and supportive of each other. And, you know, the wives I've interviewed, but, you know, talking about it. And then I've talked to wives who say, I'm sorry, I had no idea that he was like this. I had no idea he would behave this way in this instance and it's unacceptable to me Mm -hmm. so this is how it plays out and again like I said I know it sounds so um, broad a sweep but if you don't grow together you're really putting your marriage in jeopardy it's like having a garden and never watering it if you don't pay close attention to your needs and your husband's and communicate almost every prescription at the end of the phases includes a way of communicating constantly on, on an ongoing basis. Because uh-huh. so many wives said to me, as couples, they just they just stopped really conveying how they felt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. Was there, did you find anything interesting with regards to, you know, emotional development or where people are emotionally versus their intellect or their, you know, versus their family backgrounds? You know, were there patterns that you saw in your analysis of particularly the failures, which I guess is what most people were talking with you about? It's usually rare in a marriage that there's not an inciting incident that changes. What was that? I didn't hear that, sorry. There's usually in a marriage for the wife some sort of inciting incident that changes the status quo. Hmm. So perhaps it's a baby, perhaps it's relocation, perhaps it's illness, perhaps it's an in-law moving closer, Um, perhaps it's a husband who changes in his attitude about work or changes his career. But there's usually something that triggers the, the change in the relationship. And we all know in life that nothing ever really stays the same, that everything is moving forward, that, you know, what you 
did at work 10 years ago, you probably don't do today. And obviously, if you have children, they're getting older every year. And so, you know, a troubled teenager creates, you know, God forbid, creates great stress. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed women who um, say that their husbands want to move to Arizona from Philadelphia, and they don't want to leave because their daughters and sons have little children a town Mm -hmm. away. And the husband doesn't see that that day-to-day is important, and the wife does. So after all these years of thinking you're on the same page, you're not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, young women who say, I really thought I knew my husband, but his connection to his mother is ruining our relationship. Did she see it until two or three years into the marriage? No. So, or, you know, money, pro- money fights, money problems, um, social life, um, you know, status in the community, just all these things that have a way of showing you what you might or might not have known about your husband before or what you might or might not have known about yourself. So I, you know, what do you say to, what do you say to him? I'm sorry, I've changed. I have to go back to work. Or he says, I'm sorry, I've changed. I, I don't want to stay in, you know, California and be a lawyer. I would like to move to, you know, Arizona and be on ski patrol. I don't know, whatever, you know, or mountain climbing, and you know, and you then are no longer in step. So part of why these marriages have problems and these phases are fairly new is because we live a long time, we evolve constantly, our, the trajectory of our lives is so different than it used to be, get, some, get so many opportunities to reinvent yourself. So this all plays into how a marriage works and what the wife expects. Susan, just great to have you on the show today, Thank really. You. Thank you Thank so you. much. Your books and this discussion help us better understand who we are and what makes us tick. Um, So I want to thank you for that. Now, what we do with this insight is up to us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the whole point. But your insight is greatly appreciated. How do do you want people to get a hold of you? And and who do you want to get a hold of? And by the way, what what book are you working on next? I want to know that. I'm working on my 14th book that I can't say anymore yet. I'm busy oh writing, and I just want to, can I just add one thing? Sure. Um, you know, in writing this book, I wanted wives at every phase to really better understand who they are and where they're going, uh-huh. and I think that that's very important in, in a uh-huh. marriage today, to un, you know, to just understand all of the complexity of it. You can find me on my website. I love to get emails. Um, I'm at SusanShapiroBarish.com. Terrific. And what kind of questions and or responses would you like people to send you? Do you have any favorites or, or insights? Oh, I love it when people tell me about their own, you know, relationships and Challenges. their thoughts. Yeah, yep. I always love to hear from people. Insights. I'm sure that becomes fuel for your fire of ideas and how to make yeah, the world a better a, place. it's great. It's great. Terrific. Well, thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Until next week, everyone, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser when it comes to the nine phases of marriage particularly. See you next week, everyone. Thanks.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.